This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. This is TL Talk Radio, Season 1, Episode 16. Welcome to TL Talk Radio, a regular podcast with Lynn Funy Hatton and Randy Ziegenfuss, where our goal is to engage you in learning, motivate you to share your work, and inspire you to lead for the change we need in schools for the digital age. I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. And I'm Lynn Funy Hatton. Hello, Randy. Hello, Lynn. I am so looking forward to this podcast because <laughs> I've had a great week. We've had a great week, and we've done so many different things, and we've actually tweeted out all those things, and that is the topic of our podcast. Absolutely. So in this episode, everyone, we're going to talk about superintendents and assistant superintendents using Twitter. And recently, Randy and I had the opportunity to share a workshop at a PASA governing board meeting in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And during that workshop, we shared six reasons for superintendents to tweet. And while we're talking about superintendents and assistant superintendents, much of this would apply to many of our leaders in our school districts. So in this podcast, we'll share there and describe those six reasons. So the first reason is all school leaders really need to create relationships uh, with all their constituents, parents, students, teachers, and community. And we do that in a lot of traditional ways. We can do that face-to-face. We also do it uh, through paper and electronic newsletters, emails, automated phone calls, all those things to keep communication going and build a good positive relationship with our constituents. Well, with something like Twitter, we can use, we can use these social media tools as well to engage with our co- constituents, those parents, students, teachers, and community. And some of the things that you might use Twitter for in terms of communicating your messages, and your messages will be more frequent and shorter than probably things like newsletters and emails and automated phone calls, but things that you can tweet out in terms of engaging with your stakeholders uh, would be things like... Uh, emergency weather cancellations and being on the East Coast. We certainly had lots of that this past winter. Uh, Links to your newsletters, or if you have a blog, you can tweet out your links to your blogs, or just general happenings in the district. If you're you're a superintendent or a school leader that really gets out and and about, uh, keep track of what you're doing and, and share that out to your constituents. Show them what you're doing. Show them what your school is doing, what the folks in your school are doing too. Uh, you have board meetings that you go to if you're a superintendent or assistant superintendent. Tweeting those things out, you know, maybe uh, your constituents are a little too busy to come to your board meetings and don't really quite know what goes on. And so tweeting out about your board meetings uh, could be one way to engage with your constituents. Uh, so basically this reason, Twitter 
can be used to help superintendents and other school leaders engage with their constituents. So, Randy, I have to share with you a story today. I attended a media workshop teaching school leaders how to engage with uh, media, you know, traditional media and also reporters and also the social media. And one superintendent shared a story about how he picked up many followers when he started tweeting the early dismissal information and how students knew before some of the teachers knew that we were going to be getting out early that day, um, largely because they were following him on Twitter. So pretty powerful way to, to get your message out and certainly want to want to take those opportunities and think about where you're posting and, and what you're posting and um, how people are able to access that information. So our second reason is engaging policymakers. So in, a dis- in addition to your constituents, your community members, your parents, your, your students even, policymakers are easily accessible through Twitter. And certainly we've experienced some many challenges in public education right now. We're facing a lot of unfunded or underfunded mandates that are um, provided to us by PDE. And I'm sure as a superintendent or other key leaders, you've been advocating to your state legislators uh, through both phone calls and letters. And, and now you can even tweet to them. So you can tag them, you can mention them, your senator, your legislator, even the governor or secretary of ed directly in your advocacy tweets. Um, So maybe you're going to tag at Governor Tom Wolf, or maybe you'll tag at Pedro Rivera, Pedro A. Rivera too. Uh, Recently we attended a um, workshop earlier this week where we had a chance to meet with the new acting secretary of education, Pedro Rivera, and we were able to tweet out what we saw and we were able to see where he's been and tag PDE. Um, So we got our message out to a lot of people in that very short 140 character um, message. Certainly strengthen numbers as your tweets get retweeted and shared with others. And um, it's a great opportunity to engage with policymakers and for them to see the value of what you're sharing as well as um, what your colleagues believe is important by favoriting or retweeting. Um, You can see recently there was a uh, fair funding chat and we'll put that example in the show notes so that you can see an actual example of what you might do with a chat after it's completed where people go on at a designated time and talk about something as a group and maybe that's something you'll share out with your board later um, but you can certainly access those those um, legislators and policymakers about our issues related to public ed and how they affect us. I think that's a great reason because we've, we're often uh, prompted by our state organizations to uh, weigh in on a particular policy issue and Usually it's through a phone call or an email. Well, now you you have this other avenue as well. And uh, this is where this is where folks reside. Uh, our parents, our students, uh, and uh, all of our constituents reside on Twitter as well as our political constituents. Uh, so <laughs> easy to to use this tool to communicate with them. So our third reason is you can use Twitter to connect with professional organizations. So as a school leader, you might be uh, a member of your state or even the national uh, leadership organization. So here in Pennsylvania, we have PASA, the Pennsylvania Association of School Administrators. And then there's AASA on the national level. And uh, in Pennsylvania here, Pennsylvania School Boards Association. So Twitter isn't just for individuals, but 
it's for organizations and it's great to follow those organizations and to communicate with them. Uh, so they'll be tweeting out maybe about some sort of policy issues that are happening in the General Assembly and what kind of positions that they're advocating for. And you can access that information. You can communicate with them through the tool as well as pass on uh, information to what we mentioned in reason number two, uh, your state legislators and your uh, politicians. So that's reason three, connecting with your professional organizations. Let's go on to reason four, using Twitter to network with other superintendents, both locally and nationally. So being a, a school leader sometimes can be a bit lonely. Uh, we've got you know challenges and problems of practice, and you know we probably have our face-to-face -face networks and our local networks. You might call somebody up, might email somebody to get some advice. Uh, and that's great. You want to keep doing those things. But you can also use Twitter to expand your network and to connect and engage with other superintendents and assistant superintendents out there that might be using the tool and might be experiencing a lot of the same challenges that you are experiencing. And one of the ways to find out who those superintendents are is to go to Twitter and do a search on the hashtag SoupChat, S-U-P-T-C-H-A-T. And when you do that search, you'll find all of the folks, most of them superintendents, who are tagging their tweets with that particular hashtag. And all you need to do is take five or 10 minutes a day, scan what, what are those tweets uh, in that particular chat or being tagged with that particular hashtag, and then see who are those people that are putting that content out there. And when you find something interesting, you might want to follow that person, and usually they'll follow you back. So you begin to create, over, the, over a period of time, uh, those connections, build that network, um, and begin to learn from other people doing the same work that you are doing. So using social media, Twitter, uh, as a way to network with other superintendents, whether they're in your area, in your state, or across the country. So in addition to networking with other superintendents or other leaders, um, there are a lot of different hashtags along the lines of soup chat, you know, DigiLead, EdChat, many different opportunities for you to connect with different people. Um, but also it allows you to be the lead learner in your organization. So you've probably heard of professional learning networks or personal learning networks, and you've seen teachers and principals who are using Twitter and other social media tools so that they can learn from their colleagues across the country and around the world. You know, if you think about it, you have these devices, you have your iPhone or you have your Android phone or your iPad or your computer, and you have this way to access all this other information and all these other experts people in the field of practice, the same field of practice that you're in, with the same problems or challenges or questions, just like Randy mentioned before, you can find someone who has a similar issue and um, you can actually get suggestions from them. So you can ask a question, you can search for something specific. So maybe I'm looking for um, a specific topic like SAM or framework, or uh, maybe I'm looking for an HR challenge. I can actually look for that in Twitter, find some resources, and share those resources. I can also connect with someone directly. I can give you an example of that. Someone reached out to me and, and asked me, you know, what do I know about tier three vocabulary, or what have we done with that? Based on a post that I had posted somewhere else, um, she found me and she asked for some more information and then we were able to direct message. So we developed this connection that we never would have had face to face and it was all from something that I had shared and something she had found. 
So people have this opportunity to capitalize on each other's knowledge. It's also a great way to share resources with your staff. So as the lead learner, when I find something about um, Poetry Month or I find something about um, hybrid learning, I can tag the teachers or principals in our district to whom it would apply. So they're getting something directly to their Twitter account or to their email that is personalized learning, something that I've seen as a leader that I think is interesting for them or that I think they will be interested in. So it really provides me an opportunity to be um, connected to those individuals and it makes them feel as though I'm really interested and I'm looking for things for them as well. And it's, it's very easy to find those things on Twitter. All right, let's bring this home with reason number six. Reason number six for superintendents and assistant superintendents and other school leaders to use Twitter is to build a brand, a personal brand and an organizational brand. And this is probably the easiest on-ramp for school leaders. Uh, We all enjoy sharing out the successes of our students and our teachers, and it's oftentimes the highlight of our day. And so as you're out visiting classrooms, consider tweeting out a photo and a short description and tag it with your district hashtag. In our district, Salisbury Township School District, we have Hashtag STSD Falcons, since that's our mascot. So you want to see what's happening in our district at any time? STSD Falcons hashtag, search it, and that's what you'll see all of us tweeting out uh, and developing our organizational brand. Uh, If you want to uh, develop your personal brand as a superintendent, uh, a superintendent in New Jersey, Scott Rocco, a couple of months ago, created something called a Super Day. So if you search the hashtag a Super Day, you'll find out, uh, which is on the third Wednesday of every month, uh, superintendents will tweet out the activities that they're doing throughout the day and hashtag it with a super day. And we'll put in the show notes an example of some of the a super day uh, tweets that we've put out. And you'll see how this is really not only developing our own personal brand as school leaders, but also our organizational brand as a district and as a learning organization. So six really clear, easy ways to get started and reasons for us to use Twitter. When we shared this at the PASA workshop, we did have some questions from the audience and um, maybe we could highlight a couple of those, Randy, and how we responded because they may be similar questions to what our um, viewers might and listeners might be feeling right now. And one of the questions was, do you have a personal Twitter or a professional Twitter? And another question that was asked was, how do you find time for this? Um, So maybe we could talk about those because that's probably something going through people's mind right now. Sure. Well, let's talk first about the issue of time because, you know, that's that's everybody's issue. There seems to be more and more things getting put on our plate. And and isn't this just one more of those things? So how do you deal with it? So it's funny. I you know the story that I was kind of struggling to get started here and I set myself a goal of reaching a thousand tweets by this June. And, you know, I've seen the value. And in just a few months, Um, since I started probably, I don't even know exactly. I'd have to go back and check the history. But since I've started, I I set this goal and said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to look for these many resources and I'm going to share this much per day, per week, and I'm going to meet my goal. And it became a task that I set for myself to do, just like I needed to look at my email every day, just like I needed to, um, you know, look at my task list every day. So it became something that I needed to do that I was willing to prioritize and set time aside for. And for me, it might be, you know, five, 10 minutes in 
in the morning. It might be um, scanning through things in between meetings or at, at lunch. When we're together, we're typically scanning that some of those things um, very quickly. But, you know, I set a goal and I worked towards that goal. And I can remember you saying, well, you, you hit a thousand tweets. Are you going to quit now? <laughs> and I don't know if you were kidding or not, but, you know, no, because now it's become a habit. And now I've realized the value of this and I've made a lot of connections. And, um, you know, it certainly helped, has helped me to grow and has provided me with a lot, lot of opportunities for sharing and connecting with others. That's an so awesome story. So I think story. just jumping in, right? You have to just jump in. Now, in other uh, ex in relation to the question of time, uh, one of the things that I find much easier to use Twitter with is is use it on your phone. Uh, everybody has their phone with them as they're traveling around, and so if you're walking into a classroom, it's very easy to pop your phone out, tweet it out. It's pretty unobtrusive. Take a picture, uh, that sort of thing. And, and today, I was actually uh, in one of our elementary schools, and I started to use uh, Periscope which is the Twitter app for video. Uh, so if you go to my Twitter account, you'd see that there's a video there of some students reading to each other. Uh, so that's actually a kind of a little game changer with Twitter now. It's not just text and photos, but now you can start to throw in some video. So I think it's exciting how that's going to develop. But that issue of time, it's very easy and unobtrusive if you're using your phone. So you don't feel like you have to carry your laptop around and you know, open it up, start it up, and that sort of thing. That would be very time-consuming. So what was the other question? Uh, the other question was personal or professional Twitter. Ah, yes, yes. So that was a question that I asked myself once I assumed this role because I really wasn't doing a whole lot of tweeting out occasionally. I think we were prior to that. But since we've gotten in these roles, we've made more of a commitment uh, to tweeting for the reasons that we share today. And uh, after talking to a couple of different people, I had made the decision that I was going to keep my account that I had started back in, I don't know, 2007 or something like that. And the reason why I decided that was because I'm not tweeting anything out that's not really education related. Uh, and so if I'm tweeting out a link or participating in a Twitter chat or something like that, it's all education related. And if I want something specific to Salisbury brand, then I use that hashtag. Uh, so people can follow me uh, or they can follow the hashtag as well and not follow me uh, if they don't want to get anything that's not related to Salisbury. Uh, some people make a different decision and they want to have two different accounts. They prefer a personal account because they like to tweet out about concerts they go to or trips they go on, things like that. And then they want another account to, to develop that school brand or that professional brand. It's really, you know, whatever is your personal preference, whatever works for you. And sort of grounded in how you use the tool, how you've decided to use the tool. Uh, and it's really just a personal decision. And, and we know we have different administrators on our team doing different things based on how they want to use a tool and, and thinking about how they use other tools, you know, how do they use Facebook and how will this be the same or how will this be different and, you know, whether or not they want to create a, a digital image for just themselves or for their school. So there are a lot of questions to consider and there's, no wrong answer. It's really about what works best for you in your context. So those were a couple of the key questions that we had after the session. And we've just provided you with six compelling reasons to get ready and to get started on Twitter. And we hope that you will set it up and you'll find some constituents, learn the lingo, 
Um, remember, it doesn't have to take a lot of time, and you'll need some time to get started in the beginning. I would encourage you to um, maybe get a colleague who's willing to do this with you so that you can motivate each other and um, encourage each other and share with each other and you know, commit to something. Make a goal just like you set goals for everything else in your personal and professional life and um, find some ways to engage in some of those ideas that we've shared above. And so that you can be the Twitter role model in in your district for your leaders and and teachers and constituents. All right. So let's wrap up this episode with this episode's question. How do you use Twitter as a school leader? So visit our blog, tltalkradio.org, and check out the show notes with links to the various things that we mentioned today. Uh, And you can tweet out uh, a comment or uh, an answer to that question of how do you use Twitter as a school leader, use the hashtag TLTalkRadio. And uh, also, you can uh, visit us on iTunes, and if you would please leave a review, that would be very appreciated. I think that's it. So until next time, uh, we'll see everybody later. Have a great night. to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.